Hey everyone and welcome to Sunday Night's Main Event. We are more than just a weekly radio show. We actually have a whole network of shows that cover the entire world of professional wrestling. From Raw and SmackDown to Dynamite and Rampage to Impact to New Japan and everything in between, we've got you covered. In order to get each of these shows, you have to be a Patreon. And to join our Patreon for just $5 a month, head on over to patreon.com slash SNME radio. This next show is actually a yearly special that we have here on Force and Matt Weekly. It is the top matches of the year. Since we are celebrating the year 2022, we have decided to do the top 122 of 2022. And man, oh man, is it going to be a hell of a list. We're going to be talking about the list. We're going to be reflecting on the year that was. And we're also going to be giving you our bold predictions for 2023. So if you like what you heard, head on over to patreon.com slash Radio, And for just $5 every month, you will get this show and many more. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the latest episode of BAM Weekly, that's Boris and Matt Weekly, and we have another special episode for you as we continue our countdown of the top matches in 2022. Last week, we made it from 122 to 51. That means, Matt, if my math is correct, let me move that one, do that right there. We're down to 50 to 1 on this episode. As always, I'm Boris, and I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, it's the top 50. 50 cent. Get him, Buck. Oh, I'm excited, buddy. I am here for it, literally, and, you know, spiritually, like the kids say in the meme format. <laughs> yes, as the kids say. Um, yeah, so, yeah, last week's uh, episode, always, these, these are always so much fun because I, I always remind people, I have no idea what's coming until you say it. I don't look at these lists. I don't want to know these lists. Uh, I like getting uh, surprised as much as our listeners. And thank you to everyone who reached out, got a lot of positive feedback, um, some funny comments. Uh, and, you know, these episodes are always a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you to everyone who has listened, uh, especially to the patrons, because because of you, we do this. Because of you, we can do this. Uh, and if you are listening to us on the free feed, remember, if you go to patreon.com slash Radio, you can get this show and many other shows uh, for just $5 every single month. We have a wrestling show each and every day. We have specials. We're starting to start. Uh, we're starting to 
going to produce some long-form podcasts. We're going to have some specials. You know, 2023 is going to be the year of content creation for the ever-growing team here at SNME Radio. I'm really looking forward to it. So, again, if you want this show and every other show that we produce each and every single day, patreon.com slash SNME Radio. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, honored to be part of the team here and uh, hoping to watch it grow some here in 2023. Uh, exciting times at Sunday night's main event. And yeah, man, we got some business to take care of. But before we do, buddy, how are you doing? Are you wearing an Iron Chic shirt? That's great. No, I'm wearing an Iron Paradise uh, so oh. I don't know, my, my nephew got me this for Christmas. So Interesting. I, I like it. This is like, <laughs> that, that's good. That's good of you. You solid uncle behavior. I think this is like honest to God. We've been doing podcasts together for what, like two years now. Yeah. I think this is about that a little longer. And I think this is the first time I've ever seen you podcast in a non-wrestling shirt. I, I know, swear I to God. with comic shirts often. <laughs> Superman, oh, Okay, Batman. that's fair. But yeah. non-geek, Rarely, though. Yeah. It's usually, you usually sit down to do the wrestling podcast with a wrestling tee on, and you have a wide array. You got a yeah, fucking dude. selection on you, buddy. I do, I do. And those, a lot of the shirts have been ripped intentionally or unintentionally that's for everyone to f f figure out but uh yeah that that collection's gotten smaller but i think this year i'm gonna re-up get some new ones uh you know i know that we have some pretty good stuff coming out on our brand so i can't wait to uh, rep those uh but yeah man always fun i'm doing good i'm doing good um it's been a week it's been a week 2023 is already busy, but I love being busy. Being busy is good. Um, you know, the, the world of wrestling doesn't stop. I think last week it caught everyone by surprise. Just, a, you know, the too fast, too furious of the news. It was just it was just crazy week uh, with uh, wrestling news, you know, from in, in the span of 20, of 12 hours. I think I did a complete 360 in terms of emotions, uh, you know, during Tuesday night, as we're watching NXT and everything is coming out, everything is happening about the potential sale. Um, I went through the full array of emotions, and that was that was always fun. <laughs> Just like over wrestling, ready to like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. And I still think, I still do think, and I hope I'm wrong. Please, universe, prove me wrong. But I still do think the end here is Vince McMahon selling this company to the Saudis and remaining in control. And it's a sad end, a sad end for uh for somebody who once considered himself an american patriot anyway it sounds like he's selling to the saudi government as kevin nash actually pointed out on his podcast but still i do think by being a part of wwe you are kind of participating in saudi sports washing if he buys that company that's neither here nor there so anyway let's talk about the good of professional wrestling buddy because there's a lot of negative to talk about but that's not that's not what we're here to do you know what i mean we're here to celebrate the great sport the art of professional wrestling and the top 50 matches at least uh, according to my you know dumb uneducated eyes yeah sure yeah we have 50 matches to chat about really looking forward to that in our next episode of bam i think we'll be back to a regular format talking all things sports talking all things wrestling couple matches on the J japanese side that i want to talk about that we'll get to some triple a matches that i want to get to that happened late last year but you know it is what it is. Um, and then we have so many good stuff happening. We're going to be talking more stardom. We're going to be talking more New Japan. Oh, 
Can't wait, man. Cannot wait. Because you know what? Wrestling is more than just one company, and we have to remember that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, get used to us talking a lot more about the other companies and a lot less about WWE uh, over the next few months, depending wow. on how things we break. Uh, by us, I mean Bam. specifically. We really don't talk yeah. much about uh, that, WWE. That's what I... That's what I mean. He's, well, here on BAM specifically, like us by us, I mean this show, Boris and I. Uh, and we do talk a little bit about WWE, but even the little bit that we do is is not, yeah. Anyway, uh, we we uh, we do have a little more WWE to discuss on this show, my friend. But we're not going to start there. We are going to start with New Japan on New this Japan. list. All right, New so Japan number, Professional Wrestling number fifty. New Japan Professional Wrestling. Bring it to me. So Shingo Takagi and Will Ospreay are so good. They're so good that they just casually walk into the building and uh, on uh, maybe you would not, not even an off day, but just a casual middle of the G1, you just randomly go out and have the 50th best match of the year. And yep. this might even be underrating this match. But yes, from the G1 Climax 32, night 12, it is Shingo versus Will Ospreay. A lot of people had Shingo versus Will Ospreay as the match of the year in 2021 a couple selections honestly uh every time they go in there they produce something special something must see yeah they do um you know what's an interesting stat and i've been i was thinking about this as i hit the record button and it's our list and it just goes to show you right it's kind of like football any given sunday any given day two talented wrestlers can have a match of the year contender it could be a house show it could be a random new japan show you know it's hard with new japan just because their schedule is so erratic but like it just goes to show you like how how how, how lucky we are in this day and age to just get so much good professional wrestling um f you know almost for free yeah, largely for free, although even free TV, quote unquote, is very much paid for. You know, you yes. got to pay for cable if that's how you get it or a TSN Go or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, so, yes, that is number 50. Number 49, we are going to Pro Wrestling Noah, the new year, January 1st, 2022. This was the uh, the GHC heavyweight title match from that show. Their main event. It was Go Shiozaki versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. It, an awesome, hard-hitting match. And I do suspect that the GHC heavyweight title uh, from this year, 2023, will be in the next list. But as as of now, we're talking about last year's main event. Always good. Uh, this this if you're gonna watch one Noah show all year. Make it the January 1st show. I do suggest watching more Noah. It's good. You should add it to your pro wrestling, you know, uh, oeuvre, as it were, Boris. But yeah, number 49, Shiozaki versus Nakajima. Yeah, for sure. The, the January 1st show is one of the bigger shows of the year. It's always, you know, the, the first few days in January is always huge for Japanese wrestling because obviously... You have Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. You have Noah. Everyone always produces a show around that time. It's kind of like the start of the G1, where a lot of promotions put big shows around that that time. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to be talking a lot more Noah, especially considering that Jake Lee is now officially part of the roster in, like, unprecedented, just like, you know, I'm just casually leaving All Japan, moving to Noah. Here am I. Here I am. <laughs> Well, not unprecedented. The, the, no, the but like, okay, not unprecedented, no. but like, sneakishly. <laughs> it's, 
Yes, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's. Uh, that, I was just. I was just making a joke because that's how Noah started. After yes. all, a- anyway. Uh, yeah, this was a great wrestling match. It probably would have been like an all-time classic, maybe had it been in front of a lively, hot, traditional crowd, right? But it happened in the pandemic era in all but an empty arena. So, so a great hard-hitting slugfest that I think we have to put here on the list. Yep. Exactly. Cool. Awesome. All right. Next up, number forty-eight. Uh, Glate Pro Wrestling, and this is a uh, shout out to Yorkie. This is a match that uh, Paul York liked, a friend of the show. He's been on many times. L. Lindemann versus Shigahiro Erie, and this is for the G Rex title. It is the Glate Pro Wrestling match of the year. So, so Glate or Gleet Pro Wrestling, G L E A T. I, I think it's Glate pronounced. Uh, this is like uh, it's kind of supposed to be the new shoot style promotion uwfi style like that's the vibe this was not really that mma style this was a traditional professional this was a 2022 professional wrestling match with some mma influence they beat the shit out of each other there were some awesome submissions a very very good match number 48 on our list the glate pro wrestling match of the year el lindeman versus shigahiro ishi uh sorry shigahiro iri Elodeman's always good. You know, that that's a wrestler I wish I can see more of. Yeah, it was he had a little cup of coffee at the start of AEW, and we don't see him too much overseas anymore. It'd be cool to, to see him come back. Yep. All right. Let's get back to the list. All right. We're going to John Moxley Town. That's we're going to Cincinnati, Bengal country they here. Can keep it. Uh this it's a John Moxley four pack and Boris is out. Boris is not joining the bus. <laughs> no, no, no. I like John Moxley. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Have you ever been to Cincinnati? I have never. I've never been. I've never eaten the uh, chili spaghetti thing. Yeah. Have, um, have you Have you indulged? In, well, in I've the, indulged. Uh, they can keep it. <laughs> that's uh shout out cincinnati and our and our cincy fans and listeners here's here's a couple from your boy john moxley starting with moxley versus kanosuke takeshita 2 this is takeshita's best match this is takeshita's match of the year i want i i think we got to make that clear number 47 on the list this is from rampage december 9th 2023 awesome match he gave takeshita a lot in defeat 2022 sorry i wrote 2023 here that's wrong uh yes thank you 2022 yeah he gave Takeshita a lot in defeat again a match hurt slightly slightly by the fact that you knew moxley was gonna be Takeshita. you knew exactly how the match was gonna go but it was still incredible a a bloody brawl and of course the blood was coming from moxley of course of course um yeah this episode of rampage is kind of like you know at the start of this good streak that rampage has been on um you know and it's always you know getting a main event or especially like a john moxley wrestling on fridays is always great and you know that you're going to get a great match with Takeshita. so this match like you knew was going to be good and like you know we've always talked about right even when you know the outcome if you can really appreciate the match. Knowing the outcome, you know that they did a great job in the ring with telling a story. Absolutely, yeah. So if you had to watch one match to learn about this Kanosuke Takeshita, actually, maybe it's the Brian Danielson match that just happened. But if not, it should be, I think, this match, the second match versus Moxley from December 9th, 2022, Rampage. Excellent. 
All right, match number 46. It is John Moxley versus Filthy Tom, Boris. This is the Defy Wrestling match of the year, April 30th. Again, a bloody brawl. Most of it, most of it, John Moxley's. Blood a gusher in this match. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, no, this match was great. Um, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Filthy Tom, uh, and 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 his outfits. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, this match was so freaking good. I'm surprised it's this high, but at the same time, I'm not right. Like it's one of those sneaky matches. Yeah, exactly. It's like we were talking about. Very, very good sneaky match, and it was yeah. It, it's one that moved up down it's yeah it's in a worse quote-unquote position you would say than it was uh in the summer but you know what uh a lot a lot happened and it's still an amazing match worth talking about i think it is the defy wrestling match of the year from wild ones april 30th moxley versus filthy tom hope to see more filthy tom in 2023 want to see more of him on this list yeah man same same all right, so that was 46. Coming up, 45. This is a match we watched live while recording a podcast, and then I had to go back and watch a couple times, and it was it's it's awesome. Biff Busick versus John Moxley. This is from Bloodsport 8, uh, WrestleMania weekend, March 31st. And I guess technically, technically, because GCW Bloodsport, this is a GCW match of the year. Yeah, yeah, this is GCW, technically speaking. Um, yeah, man, no, I, yeah, this match, like, I remember watching this match, like, as we're recording, just thinking, holy shit, this is absolutely insane. Um, and I was wondering where this match was going to end up on the list. Yeah, uh, bloody realistic. This was U- UWFI MMA style right here. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, th- this entire card was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I really enjoyed this card, and man, that's someone who we need to see more of. Good old Biff Music. Yes, well, he's he's kind of retired and assumed yeah. a training position in NXT. But I'd love I'd love to see Oni Lorcan get a couple more matches, and he's he's excellent, a fabulous wrestler. He was so great in PWG. Uh, match number 44. This is from New Japan Windy City Riot, their Chicago show, which was April 16th. I have here. This was Moxley versus Osprey, a dream match. And uh, I don't know, it was it was a little too long, but still at the same time, it was Moxley versus Osprey. They had a main event match. They went in there and did their damn thing, and it was great. Yep, this is a, also a good match. Like Osprey just had a hell of a year, but I think 2023 is like as crazy as this is gonna sound. It's going to be his breakout year. Hey, man, I know what you're saying. In terms of you could argue that Sami Zayn was the breakout star of 2022, right? Breaking to the upper echelon. I I get what you mean by that. Yep. All right. So that was number 44, Mox versus Osprey. It might surprise you to note Moxley bled a lot in this wrestling match. Oh, my God. Never would have thought. (laughs) Never would have thought. Yet another just butchering for John Moxley. Like, look up. There's a tweet New Japan Global put out uh, about this match. If you look it up, Moxley's just covered. Just covered in blood. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. But it's crazy because I still maintain that Ruby Soho did a better John Moxley than John Moxley on Friday night. Oh, I still haven't seen the Rampage craziness. The uh, the women's street fight. Was it better than the first women's street fight? You know, I was talking to Tommy about that as we talked on the Rampage Ramble. Um, I think, yes, I think overall it was a better match. Uh, you know, Willow Nightingale is just 
awesome. Ruby Soho is just amazing. And I think that this was Tay Mello's like breakout match. I think that, you know, hopefully she can maintain this uh, momentum that she's got. Anna Jay is Anna Jay, right? She's not the worst. She's not the best. She's average. Um, but, you know, kudos to all four women. Uh, but it is, it, it, is it better? I think so. I think so. You watch nice. it and you tell me. I will check it out. I will definitely check it out. Oh, man, I uh, I have not seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of people talk about the power bomb where Anna Jay just missed the table and basically got power bombed off the stage onto the floor. It's crazy. This this poor woman, she can never land on tables. This is the second time in, like, I don't know oh, how man. many months where she completely missed the table on a bump. <laughs> Oh yeah, poor, I hope she's okay. Poor I hope so gal. too. Yeah, like this is like again, we sell. We're trying to celebrate wrestling. We're trying to shout out good wrestling that you should watch. Uh, and and we love professional wrestling, and we respect the risks risks that these people take in the ring, man. It's absolutely insane. Wrestling fans are not appreciative enough. I I am appreciative. I promise you. Yeah. All right. Same. Here's a ding bat at four at forty three. I'm just kidding. I love this next wrestler that we are about to talk about. I love him unabashedly with all of my heart. I am an Orange Cassidy Mark. And Orange Cassidy is on our list at number 43 versus William Ospreay. New Japan Forbidden Door featuring AEW. That is June 26, 2022. I don't know. I don't know. this was an incredible match. It was better than the the, the Will Ospreay match that we were just talking about with Moxley. By a shade. By a shade. Orange Cassidy is a great wrestler. He was a great wrestler as Fire Ant. He's a great wrestler as Orange Cassidy. He gets professional wrestling more than anybody I've ever seen. He's so cool that he's a Halloween costume. When's the last time that you saw kids dress up as a wrestler? CM Punk before that. The Ultimate Warrior, honestly, Macho Man, it's been a while. Some Bret Hart's, some Shawn Michaels's, obviously, obviously, The Undertaker, the GOAT wrestling Halloween costume, but that's like tangentially related to Halloween. Neither here nor there. I, I am an Orange Cassidy fanboy. If you just turned off this podcast, I respect that. <laughs> I understand. Look, was this match top 45? I'm just like, yes. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I top hundred, yes. Top forty five, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is this is your spite pick, isn't it? No, because this is my spite pick. Oh, you're God. gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna disagree with this one. If you disagreed with the previous one, how's this for you? With a commentary team of Excalibur, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Iron Mike Tyson, it is. Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata for the AEW All-Atlantic title on the November 4th Rampage. It is Orange Cassidy's match of the year. And it is Katsuyori Shibata's as well. Actually, I didn't see him versus Filthy Tom. That might have beaten this. Yeah, that match was good. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. So you're out on Orange Cassidy a little I'm bit. I thought you were more pro Orange. I'm not out on him. Well, these matches him. were great. Well, what, what are you, you farting on top, me for? Okay. Dude, this is now the top what? <laughs> top 43, top 44? That was 43 and 42. 43, See? Orange versus Osprey, Forbidden Door. Awesome. Great wrestling match. 42, even better okay, for no, what it was. Hold Shibata on. versus Orange. I'm going to throw a wrench your way right now. I'm, I'm calling okay. an audible. I'm calling a flag. So Do you're it, telling flag. me that this match on TV, which was interrupted by many commercials, was that good? 
You were into the entire match, including commercials. Many times on NXT Talk and other shows, you take points yes. away because of commercials. Not ideal. I I do agree, but the version that I watched somehow was like it was the, the satellite feed. Yep, the satellite feed, whatever it was. I saw no commercials in yep. this match. I saw a full Mike Tyson, Jim Ross, and Excalibur performance, calling Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata, doing a great job, doing everything you'd want that match to be and more. This was excellent, great, heartwarming professional wrestling that I choose to celebrate at number forty-two. I'm not sure. We love you, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Look, I don't hate him. I don't like him. <laughs> Top 42? Oh. I don't know. Oh, but you don't like him. Anyway, uh, that's fine. Let's not get into a whole Orange Cassidy thing. We've said it. We said our piece. That's where he is. He's not in the top 25, I don't think. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, Orange versus Kip Sabian, number one, 2022. <laughs> Book it. Just kidding. Moving on. Match number 41, a slightly overrated match because I personally did not connect with the story as much as some did. Here is the match. It is Michael Oku versus Will Ospreay. Number 41, Rev Pro high stakes. This is actually the Rev Pro match of the year. I incorrectly said a previous Rev Pro match was. It is not the Velocities versus uh, the uh, uh, Aussie Open. It is this match, Michael Oku versus Will Ospreay. So a fantastic match, obviously. But I felt like this did Oku more harm than good. I really did. Will Ospreay committed numerous crimes, literal crimes, against Michael Oku's family in the front row, beat the shit out of this man into a bloody pulp, and then pinned him. Cool story, bro. Like If this was in the 1980s, this would have ruined Michael Oku's career. Period. This was like that you put Will Ospreay over good, but like I, I, I don't like a story where the heel is put over so aggressively and then wins. Once you're once you're committing crimes against the babyface's family in the crowd, the babyface has to win that match. I'm sorry, like kind of a fail in that respect. Awesome action, and they told a story. They sure told a story. I'm not sure it was a good story. I'm not sure it accomplished what they wanted it to. I guess they wanted to make Will Ospreay super heel. Yeah, and you know this is going to happen to Nick Wayne, right? Like his first real big match. This they're going to do this exact match. Nah. Okay, so this is the thing. If it's part of something else, then maybe you revisit this in a while, or maybe maybe I look foolish. Maybe there's egg on my face if they go back to it in in a year or two. But the way that wrestling is, I don't know if it's going to happen, and I, I I don't know. I have more faith if it did happen with Nick Wayne. You know what I mean? I, I would have more faith that Tony Khan has this man signed for 10 years and he's got the craziest long game going in his head. We'll see. Yeah, I like where your head's at on that. That's a pretty that's a pretty smart prediction, though, buddy. You said it on the previous show, but I think you're right. That's a good way. That's a good way to introduce Nick Wayne, and I think they're going to do it. Yep. Match number 40. This is from AEW Revolution. This is Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. You put a gun to my head. This might be Jericho's best one-on-one -on -one match in AEW. This, yeah, I like this match though. I, I was scared shitless because didn't he dump Jericho on his head in the first move of the match? First move of the match. And it's so <laughs> yeah. funny that that on Jericho's podcast, William Regal was actually talking about people head dropping people and like the crazy stunts that wrestlers do these days. And Jericho was like, Oh yeah, Eddie Kingston dumped me on the crown of my head like like five minutes ago. Like literally like yesterday on the paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I this match was great. Eddie Kingston 
is so masterful at telling stories, man. Um, honestly, I can't wait for Kingston versus Jay White uh, in San Jose. Kingston has three matches lined up this year. One official versus Jay White and two that you know they're going to get to versus Brody King and versus Malachi Black, all of which I can't wait to see. Those are all going to be bangers. Yep. At least we agree on Eddie Kingston. Yes, yes. Love some Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Jericho versus Eddie. One of Jericho's, if not Jericho's, singular best one-on-one match in AEW. Eddie Kingston's great. Yep, cool. Awesome. Sticking with AEW, a little bit of an underrated gem. This match was even better than the one where Darby Allen defeated Samoa Joe to win the title. But this was Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen from December 7th, 2022, all the way up at 39 on our list. You want to talk about hidden gems? I love this match with all my heart. This is entering a Darby Allen three pack. Darby Allen is a, oh man, he's something else. He gives you that that Jeff Hardy, that Cactus Jack feeling where like wrestling is real when he's in the ring because he's really taking the craziest risks you've ever seen a wrestler take. Yeah, for sure. And then to the point like where I don't feel comfortable sometimes. And and, and when I get yeah. to that point, Legit. I'm not sure, right? Like I, I sometimes it takes away the fun and I'm more concerned about the performer. There were a couple moments in in some of the Darby Allen matches, which we have later on in this list. Maybe I'm, uh, uh, I don't know, bloodthirsty or something. But yeah, like he makes for incredible theater, man. And he's he gives his body for this, and he just he's a showman like very few in the history of professional wrestling. This Darby Allen, he's a star, and he's got some real, real true charisma. Also has that Halloween costume factor. So yeah, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen, just a match made in heaven. This was like, this was every opponent that every that Samoa Joe has ever wanted roll in, rolled into one, just like a a, a a crash test dummy for Samoa Joe to throw around. That's exactly what it was. Uh, we're sticking with Darby Allen. Uh, the Darby Allen versus Brody King feud represented here, 38 and 37. So Brody King versus Darby Allen won. This was from Fighter Fest Week 2, July 20th, 2022. And this was basically a squash match almost, but Darby still fought back. The Ricky Steamboat rule, throw a punch every three or four moves to show the crowd you're still alive. But yeah, this was uh, a spectacular, brutal beating. And then they topped it at Quake by the Lake on August 10th, which is match number 37 on our list. Darby versus Brody to the coffin match. Coffin match even better than the first match, which was fabulous. So Darby Allen, three matches in a row, 39, 38, and 37 versus Samoa Joe versus Brody King. And then versus Brody King again in the coffin match. Yes, yes, yes. I like all these matches. His feud with Brody King was one of those, like, you know, hidden gem feuds. I know I'm using that word a lot this episode, but, you know, this is the beauty about this list is that we get to revisit a lot of these random matches that you would forget, like, you know, a couple months after the fact. Yes, exactly right. Okay, so... We are we are now closing out our tier, Boris, and this is this is kind of a tough decision. What is the line between four and a quarter stars, which we define as as not just great but something special, four and a half stars, which is ninety percent out of a hundred, which is an A plus now. So that is that is all time classic, right? So where do you delineate an all time classic versus merely a great special match, right? So this is where. This is where the, the the demarking point was, in my opinion. 
Uh, it is the main event. Jokingly. Yes. Orange yes. Cassidy's involvement. <laughs> no, there is no orange. It is, again, Shingo Takagi just casually farting out incredible matches. It is the main event of Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 from 2022, the Okada versus Shingo match. I for sure would say it's incredible, great, and and better than everything we've talked about on two parts of podcast so far. Would you say it's an all-time classic? Would you take it to the grave with you? Oh, that's a hard one, man. Um, look, the ending of this match kind of hurt me a little bit. Uh, it's hard. This is a hard one for me to rate. Yeah. Well, I, I, I understand. Like we had it, we had it much higher on the list before, but I think this is where I would put it at the end of the year. I think this is where it belongs. Number 36, four and a quarter stars, the IWGP world heavyweight title, Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Takagi, where Shingo loses the title to Okada, uh, Wrestle Kingdom night one, that is January 4th, 2022, Boris. Four and a quarter stars and the end of the four and a quarter star tier. Okay. Okay. All right. Let, let's see the first match on the next tier. Yes. So this is now, like we said, four and a half stars. That is 90% out of 100. That's an A plus in Canada. Not just special, but an all-time classic. Something that when you see, you will remember for the rest of your life. Okay. This is my hottest take, I think, on the list. This is one that that be the most people will probably disagree with. Yeah, let's hear it. D- Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy from the Owen Hart tournament. Match number 35 overall on the list. This yeah. was Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton's little brother. Yeah. That's what this, this match was. This honestly was. Um, top. Oh, man, that's a hard call. All time classic. I am pounding my fist on my desk right. I'm not actually. I don't want to fuck my podcast up. All time classic. Fight me if you disagree. I will jump off of a ladder onto a pile of chairs on you. I won't do that. I, I, I will never stupid. do that in my really life. I, I don't even ride roller coasters. I am uh, what the what they call on the streets a pussy, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, anyway, uh, that's why I'm so impressed and my mind is so blown by the Jeff Hardys of the world and Jeff Hardys uh, Jr. in Darby Allen. I- incredible match with a finish that no one saw coming. I'm not going to tell you it was good or made any sense or was the right call at all by any metric, even then, but especially now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Owen Hart, Foundation, round one, Darby versus Jeff Hardy, number 35, our first all-time classic. Oh, I don't know, man. I like the match. I respect the match. It was one of the better matches of the year, but this high, uh, I don't know. It's That's hard. fine, buddy. It's hard. That's fine. So, someone out there is pumping their fists, and they're like, "Yeah," and, and uh, probably yeah, maybe it's more Darby people. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> you know who it might be? It might be this next man. Uh, they say that adrenaline lies deep in his soul. <laughs> this premise has got to go. <laughs> that's uh that's cody rhodes versus seth rollins this was the wrestlemania comeback the way we rate matches with the moment and the build-up and the poop and circumstance as they don't say anywhere this uh this match has to be an all-time classic an all-time moment and it was a really like an excellent top-notch wrestling match to boot so i don't feel silly no. ranking it at 34 all-time classic four and a half uh adrenaline's in my soul four and a half units of adrenaline 
It was the return that everyone saw coming at the time. It was, you know, one of those things where, okay, Cody's back. Cool. How are they going to treat him now, right? So even with the, with that in mind, you know, Seth was on a losing streak. He, they had the whole story of him trying to take Kevin Owens' spot at WrestleMania. You know, Seth trying to take anyone's spot at WrestleMania. He's got nothing. Gets called to Vince's office on this random night. Uh, and, you know, he basically says, hey, I've got an opponent for you, right? So the build was there. You didn't officially know who he was going to face and when it was officially seen to be cody it's like okay this match can go either way now did you see that cody tweeted out the number three simply three yeah you know what that means the comeback the rick flair spot in the royal rumble except he loses to number 30 who is of course dwayne the rock johnson we talked about that on part one buddy yeah we did yeah we did but gotta reiterate some of our some of our stuff. Yeah, dog. Moving on to Death Before Dishonor. This is the two out of three falls tag team match. The Briscoe Boys, Jay and Mark Briscoe versus FTR two. So this is the second of their trilogy. It is number thirty three on our list. Death Before Dishonor, which I have here at uh, July twenty third, two thousand twenty two. Was it the twenty third? Yeah, it was the twenty third. Was it the so? 23rd? I, yeah, it was the twenty. Yeah, I, 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 I have no reason to doubt myself. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> man, fuck you. Moving on. It was uh, <laughs> good stuff. Very good. Uh, uh, you remember the Chappelle show? I missed the Chappelle show. I That's, missed the Chappelle. Remember when there were no memes and we would just randomly yell Chappelle quotes at each other? Yeah, like man, fuck you. Like I just did. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, those were the days. So yes, this two out of three falls tag team match. Uh, spectacular match. The Briscoe Boys and FTR. How much? How more compliment, complimentary can I be than by saying that they have two matches that are much better, much better than this this year? And that's the crazy part, right? Like th- these matches could easily have ended up one, two, three on anyone's list. And I would not have batted an eyelash. At this point, if you want to tell me any one of the matches that I'm talking about from this point on are your single match of the year, I 100% accept that. I believe that it's it, wrestling is subjective anyway. You want to tell me an Orange Cassidy match is the match of the year. Hats off to you, buddy. Right on. I know I know a fan who legitimately says that Undertaker, Yokozuna, Royal Rumble 94 is, is the best match they've ever seen. It's their favorite match anyway. That's how, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. It's... It's, uh, it's all subjective. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a long tag team war. Uh, all-time classic, something that you must see if you're a wrestler, something that you should definitely see if you're a wrestling fan. Excellent, excellent. Match number 32, CM Punk versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Dog collar match from AEW Revolution, March 6, 2022. Uh, the best compliment you can give it is that it lived up to the dog collar stipulation. Yep. Yep. But yet, this wasn't the best dog collar match in 2022. You know, it's crazy. I think we would all agree. I think we would all agree with that. Like, that's insane. Like, that that's absolutely crazy when you think about it. 
Yes, absolutely. Truly, but you know, it was a it was a love letter to Valentine versus Piper. That's yeah. what this match was. We've seen FTR have love letters to Bret Hart matches in the past. This was a modern take on the Starcade 1983 dog collar classic between Greg the Hammer Valentine and Roddy Piper, one of the most famous matches in wrestling history. Yep. Excellent. All right, sir. Moving on to number 31. This was Blood and Guts AEW War Games. You were there live, and it was worse live than it was on the television set, if I recall your take. Yeah, again, subjective, very subjective, right? But a match like this, think about it this way. You have 10 people all over the arena, all over the ring, all over the cage, fighting with weapons. It's hard to see through the cage. It's hard to... uh, catch everything you're missing spots you notice that you're watching the screens more depending on where you're sitting i'm not saying this was a horrible experience uh but you know i went back and i watched it on tv and i enjoyed the match a lot more on the recording than i did being there that's the problem that's and that's the way it is with some of these gimmick matches they are made for tv but i can tell you as a tv viewer compelling literally something i will remember for a long time like possibly i don't want to say the rest of my life but i will take this with me for a long time it is an all-time classic the blackpool combat club which was represented by claudio castagnoli john moxley and wheeler utah featuring eddie kingston ortiz and santana versus cool hand angelo parker chris jericho Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara making up the Jericho Appreciation Society, Boris, in this six-on-six blood and guts match, which is basically war games. It is entirely all war games. It is only war games. It is war games. Yep, yep. Again, great match. Loved it. Even there, loved it. But just, you know, it, 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 this is a match made for t- television. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, the package they gave us on television, all time classic. Great job, guys. I can't wait to see it this year. Yeah. Match no, number. Th- yes. Uh, long night. That's the only other. My one other complaint is that, you know, mm. they should plan when blood and guts happen so that they only do um, dynamite. No rampage after because first off, it took like 45 minutes to clean everything up. All the blood and guts. Uh, literally. For some people. And then, you know, having Rampage right after that was just like, fuck. It was just, ugh. Long night. Fun night, but long night. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Even, like, the one in Toronto was a little long. But, yeah, like... Yeah, that was that was a tough one, I bet, for sure. But, yeah, at least you saw, you saw a memorable yeah. match. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we're sticking with the Steel Cage theme here. This is Natsu Poi versus Tam Nakano. Stardom fight to the top from june 22nd 2022 a steel cage match where it was a pretty fun gimmick it was pinfall then escape you had to like pin or submit your opponent to unlock the uh possibility to to leave the cage not just physically but all you can climb out the cage as well but yep exactly so yeah i i I really uh really liked this match a lot uh, yeah, very clever. And they were tag team partners here. They still are tag team partners, Natsupoi and Tam Nakano. So a very interesting match. Mm-hmm. Agreed. This was a very fun match. Again, stardom is just a variety of madness and craziness, and they can always pull it off. 
Yeah, sometimes they well, sometimes they do miss, but it's still it's still entertaining in its wackiness. But sometimes they give you something like truly, truly all time classic. This was a, a battle between Natsupoi, who is she's kind of got like a little uh, I don't know what you call it, like a she reminds me of Tinkerbell, like a tough fairy that, that would actually kick your ass, you know, <laughs> Boris. That's actually and, a uh, hilarious way to put it. <laughs> and uh, Tam Nakano is is a badass cruiserweight who's kind of also got the, a, it's stardom. She's got a little bit of a princess gimmick, but this was badass fighters fighting in a steel fucking cage. And yep. I loved it. Even though they both portray princess gimmicks, such as the duality of life sometimes. Moving yep. on. Number tw- 29, Boris. Yes, exactly. To the G1 Climax we go, buddy. G1 Climax 32, night 13. It is August 7th, 2022. This is the best match of Jonah's career. Jonah versus Kazuchika Okada from uh, the G1, where Jonah beats Okada and uh, then is the Miz's bodyguard. Something, something, six months later, that's what happens. <laughs> I don't even know if we've seen him show up since his debut. Anyways, um, yeah, Jonah. Jonah, what can we say about Jonah? He's, you know, we we were all on board the Bronson Reed train, all on board the Jonah train. He had a hell of a 2022 in Impact, New Japan, AEW, wherever he showed up. He did well. Uh, Yeah, Team Jonah, Team motherfucking Jonah. Yes, absolutely. I hope he does come back to WWE. Maybe like with Vince there, he wants to quit. Who knows? Like, I I don't know. Jonah, I actually, he's one of the few wrestlers who I do like follow on social media and try to watch his like stories. And if he's on a podcast, I listen. He was on the Jim Jeffries podcast. Jim Jeffries, a, a comedian I love. Shout out our Aussie listeners. We have a, a strangely high Aussie listenership and I love it. All right. I love it. I love that. Like, it's so weird that we have so many listeners from Australia. Uh, Aussie Open, number one team. They got screwed. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) They should be IWGP champs right now. God damn it. Don't even even let me start this rant again. (laughs) Good Australian lad, Jonah. Uh, You know, it would be a fun gimmick. We should do top. Uh, just quick off the top uh, off the top of the head top three australian wrestlers it's it's got to be the aussie open kids they got to be in the list is jonah ahead of them is grayson waller squeaking in there yet is there anyone i'm forgetting i think i think we go mark davis three kyle fletcher two jonah one right now top three aussie wrestlers yeah i think so i think i think that would be the list right now uh i would put rhea ripley in the top five Oh shit, Rhea Ripley! Totally forgot, dude. Rhea Ripley might be number one, straight up, honestly. <sighs> or is Tony Storm number one? You see, this is there's so much, there's so many. Yes, 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 yeah. Okay, so male list is Jonah Davis Fletcher. Female list, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I'm going Ripley ahead of Storm, barely. And then Peyton Royce, number three. <laughs> Peyton Royce. <laughs> The woman who you got fired from WWE. That's not even close to anything that's remotely accurate. I predicted she would be in a show and then they fired her inexplicably. She was great, as was Billy Kay. Yeah. But I, lo- I love secret Brazilian Peyton Hoyce. You know? <laughs> uh. 
That is absurd. Okay, let's get this back on track. Number 29, Jonah versus Kazuchika Okada. Shout out our Aussie listeners. We are both clearly drinking as well. Moving on. Number 28. Uh, this is we're sticking with New Japan, the New Japan Cup. It is Hiromu Takahashi, the time bomb, versus Minoru Suzuki. This is from the New Japan Cup night seven. Very similar to the match where Kota Ibushi and Tai Chi just leg kicked each other for 12 minutes. These guys just slapped and chopped and struck each other for a goddamn while. And it was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. We're yep. ranking it at 28 on this list, an all-time classic. Hiromu tries to fight Suzuki in his own fight. Yep. Uh, God, it was great. The time bomb, the man who is the wackiest character in New Japan. Yep. Yep, this is a great match. Really enjoyed this. Again, these random tournaments, these random nights on these random tournaments, right? Like, always always fun to watch, and I'm really excited to see the field for the New Japan Cup uh, come March. It'd be funny if if Zack Sabre won it, like, four years in a row. He would keep losing to Okada, like which would bills. suck. But, yes, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The the New Japan Cup is, like, the AFC title, and, and Zack Sabre is, like, the Bills, and that's the gimmick they do for the next four years. And, and my heart Okada, breaks every time. And Okada versus whomever is the Dallas Cowboys versus San Francisco 49ers. Yes, exactly. I guess uh, Naito is probably the 49ers <sighs> or Cowboys in this in this list. <sighs> Sorry, Boris. <laughs> Hurts my heart. Match number 27. Speaking of random matches, any given Wednesday, hidden gems, all that business, men slapping and chopping the shit out of each other to the point of hamburger meat chests. This is Jericho versus Ishii from uh, November 23. It is Dynamite AEW. Jericho versus Ishii for the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, this match was, this match was nasty. Um... I hope this match is on the list, and I'm. I would. I would put it higher, and that's uh, mm-hmm. Joe versus Ishii from the summer. From the summer, oh, no, April. Do- it was April. I actually don't have it on the list. It's, uh, I had that. I had that as four stars, not four, four and a quarter, four and a half. It was simply four, not four and a quarter, four and a half, which was the qualifying point hold for on, this year's on. list. Because there were telling- so many matches. You're telling me, Action Andretti is on this yeah. list, and Joe. Versus Ishii isn't. You know what I'm going to say about that Joe versus Ishii match? And again, I just wanted to celebrate wrestling on this list. God damn it. But I was I was kind of disappointed with that match. My expectations were probably too high. And my expectations of you are too high right now. <laughs> oh! oh, boom. Oh, I'm going full poly on this one. Oh, oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. Uh, okay, so that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, and uh, may I say again, man, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> number 26, two out of three falls. Also AEW Dynamite from August 17th, 2022. Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. This, this, this fucking match. This wrestling match was so good. Every second of it, I was glued to the television both times I watched it. It was really, really just must-see stuff. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson are fabulous. And the fact that it's 26 on this list means the next 25 matches must be incredible, buddy. Yeah, agreed. Um, This match was so good. Again, I love Guevara. I know a lot of people have issues with him for one reason or another. Garcia. Uh, Garcia, sorry. Garcia, um, you know, same same with Guevara. They like uh, a lot of people find him boring. A lot of people find him man. A lot of people find him whatever. Uh, but uh, you just wait. You just wait. 
this kid this kid's got some danielson in him honestly danielson always had a little more obvious personality people didn't realize they didn't watch brian danielson is the problem but daniel garcia if you follow him on, t- on twitter he's a smart funny kid and that it's in there it's just a matter of pulling it out you know he's not the he's not the natural performer that that some are but that yeah. doesn't mean that he can't become that well, you can danielson teach some of those skills was the same way Danielson in some ways, this. yeah. And you know what? Honestly, say what you want about WWE. WWE found something in him that brought out the character that we see now, that brought out the talker, uh, you know, and everything that he is today, right? Like, I think that his 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 run in WWE brought that character out. Yeah, that's that's very true. You know, though, I think Danielson's more of a natural like performer. He's more of a ham. You know what I mean? Yes. He's more of like a, a goofy. Uh, he just Goofy projects nerd. more like of a, one of us. Yes, exactly. Daniel uh, Daniel Garcia is more of an intense like fucking fighter, but don't he's a smart, funny kid. I promise you, man. It's in there. It's in there. I promise you. Daniel Garcia is going to be a star. Yeah, he will. All right, entering the top twenty-five matches of twenty twenty-two. Matt, what do you have next for us? We have Azumi AZM versus the Dark Starlight Kid. Boris, this is from Cinderella Journey in Nagoka, Japan. Uh, February 23rd, 2022. An awesome cruiserweight classic. A state-of-the-art cruiserweight match. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Between these two ladies. Man, something honestly akin to Tiger Mask versus Dynamite Kid. Straight up. The yeah advancement of the cruiserweight style like working a mile a minute truly impressive the entire time just just really something that you must see evil starlight kid is just been an incredible run when they did that whole turn i was doubting it i wasn't sure it would work but honestly this is the best incarnation of starlight kid it's so funny how uh, they stuck to the stipulation on that. It was like, how is Starlight Kid going to go heel? And uh, the answer is tremendously. Yeah. That's how she's going to go heel. But again, as nutty and as crazy as these stipulations are that you have in stardom, right? Like, I, I like how stardom just buries the heels in them, uh, literally, and, um, you know, and, and tramples forward, right? Like, the whole, if you lose, you have to join our our squad and blah, 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 right? Like, if you lose, you're basically a young lion. I love these stipulations. Yeah, they're a lot of fun, and the fact that they are adhered to well. And, yes, Dark Starlight Kid reminds me a lot of Heel Ultimo Dragon, bullying cruiserweights. Yes, love it. Good, good stuff. Love some Starlight Kid as a heel. Dark Starlight Kid. That was match number 25. More from stardom later. Match number 24, Impact Wrestling. The Impact Match of the Year. Eric Young versus Josh Alexander. From Slammiversary, from June 19th, 24 on our list. It is an all-time classic wrestling match, and it is a love letter to NWA, TNA, and Impact Pro Wrestling. Yep, the 20-year anniversary of NWA, TNA, uh dude this match was so much fun you know i know a lot of people give impact a lot of flack for some of the opponents that they've thrown josh alexander's way but they've always worked hell even the bully ray match worked on friday 
I haven't seen the most recent Impact show, but I have heard a lot of good things about both the opener and the main event. And yeah, hey man, Full Metal Mayhem, if you can work it and Bully Ray knows the ins and outs of that gimmick, it was someone like Josh Alexander as your opponent. That's hard to fuck up. I'm sure it was. Excellent. It is. But it like look, it could be overbooked, and and I, yes. I understand that, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, the match just worked. It just worked, and that's what no doubt. going back to our list that Eric Young man, Eric Young match just worked right. Like they went the hardcore style when they needed to at the end of the match because no one is going no one is staying down so what do i got to do to put the other person away uh that's what i loved about that match and this was by far eric's young best match i've seen since honestly his first run in tna i don't think i can name a better eric young match not a one-on-one match i think this is eric Young's... on his old fishing show <laughs> maybe man maybe I, I entertaining good canadian lad friend of the show we love eric young but man straight up and I, I, I think this is the best I've seen Eric Young. And it was an awesome Josh Alexander match who is a, a transcendent in-ring talent. Truly something incredible is Josh Alexander, underrated in this business and needs more love and attention. Yeah, I feel like this is the match that got Eric Young hired back to WWE. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. And rightfully so, because they laid out a brilliant match and they performed it excellently. And this is something that you have to watch. If you've seen a second of TNA and you have any affinity for it at all, watch this match. You must. You must. Yep. All right. So impact match of the year. Eric Young versus Josh Alexander. Slammiversary. 20 year anniversary of TNA. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Wrap that up well. Moving on to number 23. This is the best match on WrestleMania. It was from night one. Honest to God, one of the best women's matches in WWE history. With the setup, with the build, how perfectly they played off their SummerSlam angle, it was Becky Lynch coming in as champion versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title from WrestleMania night one, April 2nd, all-time classic. If this exact match happened in stardom or AEW, people would have shit their pants. Sometimes people fall asleep on WWE, and this was one of those times. We said it last time, last week, on this list, that I, you know, for a WWE match to be on this list, I feel like it has to be that much better than other yes. promotions. Because I... like. You know, we try to be as unbiased as humanly possible, and I think we are for the most part. Uh, but try you know, me. even if we try to be, but even we sometimes rate WWE harder. Like there are times where you see a match at WWE, and like you said, the exact same match anywhere else, people would go gaga over. Um, so much so that like even when we did the SNME uh, best worst, I'm surprised we didn't get more votes for this match for best match of the year honestly i think this is that level number 23 on our list and like i said anything in the four and a half all-time classic range i you'll you can tell me that's match of the year and i wouldn't argue i wouldn't bat an eyelash uh and and let me also state you shouldn't give wwe the benefit of the doubt no. necessarily but if you care about in-ring wrestling don't always sleep on them because they still do produce some really good things and who knows how much that will change if and when Vince McMahon is back into power fully, possibly by the time you hear this sentence that I am speaking right now. Boris is giving me the wrap-up signal, so I'm taking as long as possible because that's what we do here. We're, we're pals. We have fun. Number 22 on our list, big homie. We're going back to stardom. Your girl, Utami Hayashishita 
versus your girl Shiuri. This was the main event of Gold Rush. We're talking hidden gems. We're talking totally forgotten matches because so many awesome matches happened around them. I wanted to rank this here specifically because as great as Bianca versus Becky was, stardom just casually shits out main events that are among the best women's matches you've ever seen or will ever see. Yep. It's kind of funny. I give New Japan so much shit for having long matches that take forever. Uh, stardom does the same thing, and we praise them. I don't know why. Well, because Stardom has Stardom has the thirty minute time limit gimmick for most of their world title matches, unless they blow the thirty minute time limit and then they have to extend it, like as part of a feud. So this match, I believe, did it not go like much like. Uh, some other matches on the list. It, it was bumping up near that time limit, and it adds a certain level of excitement if it, if matches are going that long. Having said that, a 27, 26, 28, 29-minute commitment, is it's a lot to ask in one it wrestling is. match, one sit-down. It is. It is, especially, like, I tend to watch a lot of these shows live, right? So we're talking 6 a.m. at this point. Yes, yeah, true, yeah, for sure. And you've been up a while. Well, you don't have to do that, but we no, we, no, uh, we it, respect hustle. Yeah. It's just it's, it's how I function. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Yeah, so yeah, but no, I I know you're. I know exactly what you're saying. The basic story of this match, Utami, similar to uh, if you had to give her a comp, it would be like Hiroshi Tanahashi, like a Shawn Michaels type, and Shiuri, uh, very much a a uh, MMA type fighter she's a she's comparable to a shibata i guess but a little more uh a pro wrestler than shibata is who is kind of just an mma fighter in the ring mm -hmm. anyway so yes uh shiuri versus uh utami great great stuff from november 19th gold rush the 22nd best of the year yep excellent great match don't sleep on stardom no, stop sleeping on stardom. We demand it. Uh, match number 21, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page from AEW's debut on uh, TBS. This was uh, January 5th, 2022, four and a half stars, 90%, all-time classic. Not quite as good as their first match, I would honestly say. This was the match where they had judges in case of a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, again... You can make an argument for any of these matches and any of these spots, right? Like, this is at the end of the day where you placed it, but it was such a good freaking match. Yeah, it's like the difference between a 90% and 100% and all-time classic wrestling match. But there were some things that I think were inferior to the first match about this match. Having said that, Hangman Page versus Daniel Bryce, uh, Brian, they have a lot of uh, chemistry. This Brian Danielson and this Adam Page always watch their matches. Yep. Excellent. Number 20, Boris. We're into the top 20, buddy. AEW Revolution. It's March 6th, 2022. It's the birth of the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson versus Moxley from Revolution. Danielson versus Moxley. This match was so good. Uh, I know a lot of people had issues with the ending, but I loved it. Good, good spot for this match. So I I completely love this match and ending. It was a hard-fought war the entire time, and Moxley ends up out-wrestling Danielson, and I love the story they were telling because Moxley was the striker, Danielson was the wrestler. Danielson's advantages were all coming from professional wrestling and, and trying to grab a hold, lock a submission, lock a pinfall attempt, and that is how Moxley beat 
Danielson. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, Boris, but it was indeed Beauty and the Beast in this match. I loved it. I guess it was actually kind of Beast and the Beast. They're both kind of beastly. Yep, exactly. Good stuff, though, man. Uh, excellent professional wrestling match. And it ended with William Regal coming out, starting the Blackpool Combat Club, which I loved. I thought we all loved for a couple months there. You, Regal, making jokes, trying to fuck Excalibur on commentary for some reason. Good stuff. <laughs> excellent. Number 19, the Rampage match of the year. Possibly the best Rampage match of all time. Moxley versus Yuta. Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta from the April 8th Rampage. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. No, same here. This is by, f not by far, but this is my favorite Rampage match. Uh, this is like during that, like, Yuta is golden uh, stretch. Yes, yeah. This is where Yuta was, was inducted into the club that was started in the previous match. And it was worthy. Uh, they took this kid who many people would say, I think, is inferior to Daniel Garcia, inferior to Sammy Guevara. All these prospects on the come up, Hook, Action Andretti, I would rank probably above Willie Yuta in terms of my excitement to see them. But God dang, if they didn't make you believe that this Wheeler Yuta could be something truly special in the wrestling business, could be a star worthy of this Blackpool Combat Club. Yep, excellent. All right, let's keep the list going. All right, number 18. This is FTR versus the Young Bucks from Dynamite, April 6, 2022. It's their second match, FTR versus the Bucks. This is the one that FTR won. This is... uh. This is a great wrestling match. Uh, number 18 on our list. I do think FDR has done better things this year, but I would be remiss to not put it in the top 20. Like FDR versus the box. Like, this was great stuff. Great it stuff. It was. Yep. FDR. Like every match is list worthy. No, almost every single match they have. Yep. Match number 17. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tomohiro Ishii from Wrestling Dontaku, May 1st, 2022. Oh, my God. This is the any given Sunday situation. Any given day, two wrestlers who are this good could get a big spot in a big match and just tear the house down. And this was, uh, man, just two old dogs who know all the tricks, kind of trying to outsell each other, outwork each other. And just a, uh, a a veteran performance to outshine them all. Something that, like, I would say, if you're in wrestling school, like, teach this match. You know what I mean? Because these guys are 45 and 45, I think. Like, off the top of my head, which one's older? I don't even know. They're both over 40. Yeah. No, this match was excellent. And, again, like, you know, it's crazy because Tanahashi can have and adapt to almost anyone's style, right? This is what makes Tanahashi Tanahashi. It's why I love Okada. Uh, you put him in the ring with anyone. He can adapt to any style and have a great match with you, regardless uh, whether you're just a meat slapper or, you know, a aerial, whatever. Uh, but uh, that's what makes these guys next level. Yes. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii firmly in meat slapper category. Funny, same here, but for different reasons. Hey-ho, <laughs> let's move on. Fart. Moving on to number 16, Boris. Uh, the hidden gem of all hidden gems this year. The Texas death match between Hangman Page, world champion Hangman Page, and Lance Archer from February 9th's Dynamite. People have forgotten all about this beautiful, wild, violent brawl. 
I did not like this match. Ah! Yeah, this I match. This I, I, what... I wasn't a huge fan oh. of this match. Oh man, I think this is what pro wrestling is all about, buddy. This was just a a wild, bloody brawl with some unique and memorable stunts and a great finish. Uh, they put the champion over, and the big monster didn't look bad in defeat. This is this is professional wrestling to me. I loved this match. Yeah, I, again, I can see why people liked it. It just wasn't just wasn't for me. Sometimes it's just not your cup of tea, man. It's all subjective. That's totally fine. We're just here to. Uh, uh what's the word celebrate that's what i said 12 fucking times <laughs> just trying to do a good thing just trying to uh, you know just we love professional wrestling buddy that's all this is let's keep on showing some love number 15 Kyrie versus mayu iwatani this is from stardom historic crossover the new japan versus stardom show the main event the final of the iwgp women's title tournament yeah this match was so freaking fun absolutely loved this perfect way to end uh, just a fun card right with uh with a match that had a lot of stakes oh man and you talk about going all out they they tried to uh, instantly put this title on the map by having a classic match and i think obviously they succeeded in their goal they beat the shit out of each other they went a long time they went up and down the ramp and when uh, they explored the studio space to quote saturday night live and the great christopher walken yeah man i just this is a must watch wrestling match and if you don't know the end i won't spoil it for you but i i think if you follow it to even a small degree you probably know the end anyway Kyrie versus mayu iwatani the final of the iwgp women's title which is probably about to be won by sasha banks aka mercedes money i don't think i don't think they're gonna hot shot the belt so early no no yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I think they're paying her a lot of money, and they're probably gonna do get to give her the. Title, but she doesn't need the belt. We'll see. She doesn't need. She it. doesn't. She doesn't. Oh, need maybe it. she does actually. Ah! <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it, it, well, actually, that's a whole other conversation for a whole yeah, other show. Yeah, that's that's like another half an hour, hour long podcast right there. All right, so that was match number fifteen. It was the main event of historic crossover New Japan X Stardom. That was from uh november 20th 2022 big homie yes 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 all right let's keep it going match number 14 we're going to royal quest new japan overseas in england it was cash wheeler and dax harwood of ftr versus aussie open kyle fletcher and mark davis ftr versus the aussie open it's number 14 on our list if we don't get a rematch i'm gonna be so mad at so many people I'm going to be quite upset as well. But yeah, the the very unique kind of, they're not cruiserweights because they're big Aussie opener, but they wrestle a little bit cruiserweight-ish, but mostly they just invent new ways to yeah. pile drive and destroy you. And they, they're just, they have a very unique style. I don't even know what to compare them to. Except they love picking you off the ground and while you're in midair, grabbing you and pile driving you. They, uh, they've figured out five different ways to do that. All of which great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, this match was great. The commentary, just next level. So much fun. The crowd, ah, so special. Such a special crowd. Uh, it had the elements of this being an all-timer, and that's exactly how we rate this bad boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, the crowd pushing it over the edge for sure. If you were going to argue that it was top 10, top 5, the crowd gets a big assist on that. Yep. 
Match number 13, Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay from Dynamite Road Rager, June 15th. Holy crap, this yeah. match is so good. Will yeah. Ospreay is so incredible, and he is he is the all-time best opponent for Dax Harwood. The all-time best. I want to see more of these two going one-on-one. Honestly, like, no, like, I love FTR as a team, but there's something so special about Dax Harwood. His in-ring his character, and then once you get to know him a little bit more and his story and, like, some personal stuff of him, you just know that he's just next level, loves this business, loves humanity, tries to do the best, and you just want nothing but good for someone like a Dax Harwood. Seems seems like it, you know, and, yeah, I agree with everything that you just said there. Yeah, seemingly so, anyway, man. Yeah, he seems like one of the good ones, and, yeah, we're cheering for Dax Harwood, and uh, this was an incredible match where he got to show his vast array of skills. So, number 13, the second best Dynamite match of the year. Second best. One more Dynamite match coming up. Okay, all right. I'm excited. I don't know if I am. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, match number 12 and match number 11. It is Dragunov versus Devlin, both matches. So match number 12 is Ilya Dragunov versus Jordan Devlin. Loser leaves NXT UK on the 200th episode of NXT UK, May 12th, 2022. Oh, NXT UK, you were too beautiful for this world. You really were. You really were. This. Uh, I miss NXT UK so freaking much uh it was know, the, as, the best hour of, of television that we watched every week as good as some of the nxt uk wrestlers are doing stateside they just don't get the time to shine like they would in nxt uk what made nxt uk so special is that you were getting three matches all pretty long all given the time that it deserves uh with some sprinkling of some just absolutely well-produced promos uh probably the best promos that wwe has this is the thing it was nxt it was the normal nxt classic nxt from uh, from like 2013 to 16 or whatever that you knew and loved with slightly worse wrestlers but much better promos like well maybe much worse wrestlers but much better promos so you know, I don't know you like how, how you shake that down, but I loved NXT UK. When it was good, it was fabulous. Yep. So number 12, the loser leaves NXT UK match. Number 11 is the empty arena match. That match happened January 27th, early in the year, but a all-time classic, a battle that must be seen to be believed. This was better than The Rock versus Mankind empty arena easily. This was one of the best empty arena matches ever in professional wrestling, ever, ever, ever. On the level of the great Jerry Lawler versus Terry Funk match, not as memorable maybe, doesn't have uh, Funk yelling my eye and uh, traumatizing children, but, you know, it was... uh, uh, and I say traumatizing children and knowing it's an empty arena match because I watched that match as like a five or six year old and I was traumatized. I was so literally going to ask you, me. I was literally <laughs> going to ask you, has a match like from your memory when you were younger that you watch is absolutely traumatized. You say, holy shit. I'm you know scared. what's so 
you know what's so funny? It was like my friend's dipshit country hick dad. And I say that with love, but knew that I was a wrestling fan. And we were like, I was honestly too young to watch this. I was like seven or eight years old. He was like, oh, you like wrestling? Eh? Like, I love Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. If I was six or seven, it was 93 or 94. And yeah, he's like, okay, I'll show you a tape of some fucking professional wrestling. And he puts on... I quit match Jerry Lawler versus cactus or versus Terry funk. And dude, the whole thing with like my eye, my eye, you motherfucker. I think he had like an uncut version. Cause I remember the swears, which was actually pretty rare to find. I don't know if he was like a tape trader or something. I should actually ask my, I should look that guy up my old friend from, uh, from back home in the day. But yeah, anyway, that match traumatized me for sure. I remember that and I was scared of it as a kid. I, I thought that I for a second, I thought the NWA was real and they were ripping people's eyes out and it was scary, scary shit. And then when I grew up and kind of realized what it was, I couldn't wait to find that match. And yeah. then when I did find it, I, I love it with all my heart now. NWA was just a different level, especially like people around our age, right? Where where you probably watch WWE almost exclusively, uh, you know, so getting to watch NWA and it was just so different, so different from WWE, right? So oh I, God, I, I honestly so thought that like, you know, NWA was like more real. Oh, say I thought it was real. And like, not that I thought that WWE wasn't because I remember hearing like wrestling was fake in around that time period, actually. SummerSlam 96, I think I have distinct memories knowing Shawn Michaels versus Vader was fake and seeing it like when Shawn Michaels got mad at Vader and being able to point that out and feeling like super tough because I was like 10 and already was like a smart, which is embarrassing. Oh, my God. What a life I've lived. Uh, let's move on to the top 10 of this list before uh, I make a dark joke here and regret it. <laughs> top Number 10. 10. Top 122 of 2022 here on SNME Radio and BAM Weekly. Let's get to the top 10. Uh celebration of professional wrestling celebration of AEW dynamite i give the young bucks and kenny omega and uh, the whole crew tony khan we give him shit sometimes we're so blessed to have dynamite in our lives for matches like this cody rhodes versus sammy Guevara, the ladder match from dynamite beach break that is the match of the year on dynamite number 10 overall on our list ladder match cody versus sammy january 26 2022 I love this match. I think this is Cody's last match, right, in AEW? It sure was, buddy. Yeah, the the famous spot is the big cutter. But, yeah, incredible match. Really laid out well and performed exquisitely. And that's why this is an all-time classic and something that must be seen. And if you told me of every wrestling match you saw all year, this was the best, I'd say, yeah, bro. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. I think it, it was up there. We're at the point now where any any one of these matches can can move up and down, right? Like it's it's not this isn't this isn't like, you know, a hard this is number 10. It's like a soft uh let's talk about it. This yeah. is number 10. That's the vibe of the list, I hope, you know. All right. Uh, but yeah, an all-time classic, something that we will say over and over for a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Then I have another, uh, you know, qualifier. Okay. Match number nine, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. This was Okada versus Will Ospreay. Uh, okay, so 
these guys are so incredible. Will Ospreay hits a moonsault off a barricade. That's he, he goes like 15 feet in the air. Oh, what are you guys? It's it, like, it's fake. You don't actually, like you don't actually have to try to kill each other for real or yourselves, you know, but at the same time, man, the risks that they take the absolutely incredible show they put on for a Tokyo dome crowd. That's not allowed to clap, but does anyway, because it's so compelling. Yep. Oh, this match was so freaking good, honestly. Like, yeah, this match, uh, the fact that it happened in early January, January 5th to be exact, and we're still talking about it a year later and remember it vividly just goes to show you how freaking great of a match it was. Yes, and the reason why I remember it so vividly and why it is ranked here, number nine, must be top ten, must be great, but it is the start of a story. The thing that I loved about this match so much, there was a clear-cut winner, all caps, W-I-N-N-E-R, winner. His name was Kazuchika Okada. He kicked out of everything Will Ospreay had. He took every fucking bump like a Super Bowl. He got up. He hit one, one Rainmaker, one, two, three. Okada was the better man, and that is something we must remember next year at Wrestle Kingdom. They had a few matches in 2022, and every match, Will Ospreay added a little something-something to try to beat Okada, and he just couldn't. He just couldn't. You know, their G1 Finals match, he just couldn't. And that's what I love about the story of Okada and Will Ospreay, because it's very similar to the Kenny Omega-Okada story from 2017. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And that's where we're going. That was match number nine, main event of Wrestle Kingdom night two, January 5th, 2022. Okada versus Osprey. That moonsault is the thing of legends, buddy. The thing of legends. That was number nine. Number eight, Okada versus Osprey from the G1. You just brought it up. Even better than their Wrestle Kingdom match, which was a banger and a half. But I actually think this one was better, man. I really do. Yep. I like this match a lot more just because it added to the story. It added to the Wrestle Kingdom story. It added to the amount of times they faced each other, right? And it was just the ongoing story of what does Will Ospreay need to do? It reminded me of Okada versus Omega, their G1 match, which I like a lot more than some of the matches in the feud. So I, I think the second match, they have four matches, right? I think I think the first match, five stars. Second match, I don't like as much as some people do. I thought that was a little long. That's the one with Cody Rhodes and everyone coming out. Third match in the G1, I love. Fourth match, arguably the best match that's ever happened. So the the uh, this match reminds me of that G1 match. This match reminds me a lot of Okada versus uh omega three this is okada versus osprey the second one from this year i'm sure they've had like four or five matches overall at least yep yep all right so yes that was the g1 climax final that is the final of the g1 climax that is okada versus osprey good enough for number eight on our list buddy all right let's get to number seven what is number seven buddy Sticking with New Japan, sticking with Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr., the all-time hidden gem of hidden gems. This was a, in the Elite Eight of the New Japan Cup this year. They just walked in there and had 
a match that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Like the rest of my life. I love this match. It rules so hard. A clear story, a clear through line that is so easy to follow for any fan of any experience level. In fact, I would say if you had to pick a match to get new fans into New Japan, pick Osprey versus Zack Sabre from New Japan Cup. I swear to God, there are some flips. There's some wrestling. There's a fight breaking out. There's a clear story. This is brilliant professional wrestling in every measurable, quantifiable way. Clever, unique finish. Just beautiful stuff. I fucking love this match. Yep. Agreed. Oh, you can't, can't even say it better. Amazing. So that was match number seven on our list, March 21st, 2022. Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. All right, dude. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Have a few more before we get there. I am excited. Yes, we're still in the four and a half star tier, but we're getting close to the end. We're getting close to the end. So this is match number six. I will ride for this match hard. I will chant EC dub, EC dub, because this was the best ECW match that happened in a different company. This is anarchy in the arena. It is from double or nothing. So it is Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Ortiz and Santana versus Chris Jericho, Parker, Menard, Garcia and Jake Hager. This was the match where Eddie Kingston came out with the gas can. This is the match where Brian Danielson got a concussion, set up the rest of the year of storytelling. Just fabulous. And the whole match was a chaotic fight. It was laid out so well. It was your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, but in a way that worked perfectly, compelled, glued to my television. The best ECW match that didn't happen in ECW is this match. All right. I need some thoughts on this one. You seem to disagree. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> this like this when it happened like it. too much, right? Yeah, like, it was just, like just it. too much. It was too much. It was, it was, it was, it was just too much going on. I, like, I'm not saying it was a bad match or anything. It just, I don't know. It just, it, I won't remember this match. I, actually, I barely remember this match now, um, but I didn't know that it was going to be high on the list. It's not a match I'm going to remember moving forward. Fair, man, fair. You know, it's so funny because to me, this is like the quintessential example of a style that I love. I loved ECW. I loved the WWE hardcore title. It just hit me at the right age when you're 12 or 13 and Al Snow's brain and motherfuckers with chairs. It just hits you right. You know what I mean? So I will always love stuff like this. And this was one of the best examples of this garbage nonsense I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Match number five. This is the opposite end of the spectrum of professional wrestling. All-time classic. It is the best European match that happened this year. And uh, I believe it is the one-on-one men's match of the year. Like the traditional singles match. Every match from here to four is either a tag team or a gimmick or a women's match perhaps. But this is the traditional 1v1 European match of the year. Gunther versus Sheamus, Clash of the Castle. Let's fucking go. Did these men ever beat the shit out of each other? This match was exactly, you, and here's the thing. You knew that what you were going to get. You knew exactly what was going to happen in terms of this match layout. The ending, not so much, right? But the fact that it probably lived up to and most likely surpassed those expectations goes to show you how good this match was, especially... When you consider, you know, the the how tough we are to rate WWE matches sometimes. Yeah, just as as general fans, it's hard to get that buzz. 
this match had that internet fan buzz mm -hmm. that 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 popularity rating you know that must see factor yeah it's like the same you know you get the same feeling knowing the possibility of a brock lesnar versus gunther match right like Oh my lord! Oh, that to my veins. But yeah, I think Gunther versus Sheamus probably even better than Gunther versus Lesnar might be if that does happen. And please let it happen. So this was for the Intercontinental Title at Clash at the Castle, not Clash of the Castle. Clash at the Castle, September third, two thousand twenty-two. All time, one of the absolute best WWF matches, Intercontinental Title matches that you will ever see in your life. Yep. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, man, we're getting so close to number one. I think I know what's coming up, but you always throw a curveball my way. So let's 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 well, here's it. here's the curveball. It's a tier change, Boris. We're heading to the rarest tier four and three quarter stars. So to me, it all makes sense on a mathematical scale. And we've been trying to explain it like we can even go down the list. Two and a half stars is average right on 50 percent. Three stars pretty good three and a half very good four stars is great but it's an a minus if you want to be a dick about it four and a quarter stars no minus something special and that's where our list starts i don't know if you noticed we pointed that out in part one every one of the matches are four and a quarter or above that's the whole gimmick four and a half is the markation point where it's something classic and five is like perfect one of the all-time best so what's the difference between what's the difference between a 90 percent and a plus and a better A plus, you know, like we can, you can assign a letter to all the previous things I said, A minus A, A plus. Once you're actually at A plus, it's pretty hard to. So I think a match that's four and three quarters has to be not quite perfect, but close. Brilliant with a fatal flaw. Okay. Okay. Examples of this rock versus Austin WrestleMania X seven, five stars, except the, the fatal ending. flaw is the ending almost fucking ruined the wrestling business. Yeah. It really did. It's so straight up. <laughs> uh, here's another one, a dark example, and I apologize. And I'm going to use the F word. So maybe fast forward a couple seconds. Uh, Benoit versus HBK versus HHH. Uh, WrestleMania 20 main event. Uh, the fatal flaw is that Chris Benoit fucking murdered his family and then himself. Yeah. Kind of ruins the beautiful moment that happens at the end of the match. Sorry, it just does. Yeah, yeah That's the way that it... Uh, anyway. Uh, now that I've completely derailed my podcast, I think I do that every time we mentioned four and three quarter stars. We do. <laughs> it's a it's a bit at this point. Uh, so match number four, four and three quarter stars, not quite perfect but close. Hell on a Cell, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. The fatal flaw in this match is that it's only good because Cody's working injured, and it's yeah. only good because he's injured. It's only good because he's doing something that he shouldn't do. He should not work with this injury. That's the only reason it's good. But it's one of the best matches of all time. It's hard to say that. Look, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on this one because we don't know what this match would have been if it wasn't for that injury. Okay, that's fair. Like you're, but you're, you're, you're being. I don't so, think it matters. You're being, so, you're being very uh, black and white with this, right? Okay. It's only yes, good because yes. I'm saying that we yes. don't know what this match could have been. Could have been worse. Could have been better. But yes, I understand what you mean. I just want to right. I just want to throw that yeah. out there, right? Like Of course. Of course. Yeah, good. Thank you for that, man. You're right. That's not wrong. But uh I'm just trying to talk about the yeah. thing that we saw. You know what I mean? Well, so I, I respectfully don't 
that doesn't matter, you know, in, in this discussion to me, you know, I'm not saying that that's an excellent, that's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought it up, but, uh, uh, fuck that. <laughs> that's not that we're not talking about that right now. You know what I mean? We're talking about what we saw, which was Cody Rhodes working with a goddamn torn peck for some reason, I guess, to make this beautiful, memorable moment that we're all going to remember forever. But the only reason it was great was because he worked injured is encouraging other people to work injured to have their moment where they work injured, where they have their Cody Rhodes moment in the sun. I think you can argue it's bad for professional wrestling and the world. And yet I loved it. And I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad Cody Rhodes is back. I can't wait to see more Cody, but you know what I mean? I think this is just, this is a rare four and three quarter stars. It's a, it's a five-star match. And the flaw is that it's only good because Cody's hurt. Yep, exactly. Well, that's why we're going to rank it. And uh, I, I can hear an argument that I'm wrong, and that should be five stars. No. no. And it, and if it is, if it is, it might be the match of the year. We're going to do a discussion, but everything, like I said, in the top 35 is worthy. And now we are into the top of the tippy, tippy, tippy top. We're into the five-star tier. Perfect beautiful first ballot hall of fame 10 out of 10 no notes i i i my i couldn't possibly say after all the wrestling i've seen in all my life this might be the best that i've ever seen number three on our list from stardom dream queendom december 29th shuri versus julia julia scales the mountain wins the title uh, comparable, like we said, to an Okada versus Omega match, to Misawa versus Kobashi reminds you of the all-time classics from back in those days. This was a fabulous professional wrestling match. These women worked so hard, suplexing each other onto real shoot chairs. Yes. Boris, just craziness. Yep, this match was so, so fun, so good. And uh, for posterity's sake, it is the one versus one match of the year. It is the stardom match of the year. And it is the women's match of the year. It is a five-star women's match. And I don't know how many matches you can say that about. That's like, it's a short list. Maybe I would say there's like 10, 12, 15, all of which in Japan except for one. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. That one versus is, yeah, that one is Bailey versus Sasha 2015. Anyway, match number three, Shiri versus Julia from Stardom Dream Queendom, December 29th, 2022. It's a five-star, a five-star wrestling match. Must see. Absolutely. What? The, yeah, what, what else could you say, right? Like, everyone knows how I feel about Julia. Yes. Yes, we've we've heard the podcast, so you can actually check out our review of this show and uh, us gushing more about this match live, uh, not live, very much taped on the podcast network. All right, moving on. Match number two, buddy. We're so close. It is FTR versus the Briscoes, and match number one is FTR versus the Briscoes too, but how do you slice this pie up? So... I was on the year end show for Sunday night's main event radio. And I said, my match of the year was the double double dog collar. I watched them both back. I would like to rescind that opinion. Match number two of the year, double dog collar Briscoe's versus FTR final battle, December 10th. Okay. And then their number one match was from Supercard of honor. Yes, sir. Number one match of the year, the best match of 2022 big homie. 
the Briscoe boys, Mark and Jay versus FTR super card of honor, April 1st. So let's do them both quickly. The double dog collar match was quite simply uh, the most bloody match I've ever seen in terms of all of the blood. Like I've seen individual wrestlers bleed more, but I don't think I've seen a collection of five guys bleed so much, including the blood and guts that we were talking about. Like the referee bled in this match. Yeah. Exactly. The refer- exactly. The referee. <laughs> so uh, they they tried to do uh they tried to do a tribute to ECW, which obviously I'm gonna eat up with a spoon if you've listened to this podcast. They fought in the crowd. They did crowd brawling while attached to each other with chains. That's a mm-hmm. first in wrestling. The amount of attention to detail, the amount that they beat the shit out of each other, like shoot punches, like chains that you can't fake. This is a metal chain that you can hear hitting the thing, and they're either being whipped in the ribs. This was just this was just. Uh, a spectacular display of guile and uh, determination between four athletes who truly were out to prove that they were the best. Yep. I agree. That's with real. Everything that you said <laughs> now, some of the, well, some of the issues and I don't want to take any, anything away from the performance, the performers or anything like that. And this is stupid to say, but I want to bring this up because production on a wrestling show means this much nowadays in 2023 that the camera's missing some spots, the camera's screwing up, the overall pro- production of this match took a little something away of the specialness of what you were seeing, of the violence, of everything. And I, like, I, I, I'm not going to dock at points. I'm not. This is still a fiver. But... You know, this that is might where be the difference. Yeah, that's the difference to me. Plus this next point that I'm going to make that their match at Supercard of Honor was a match that we never thought that we would see. And the fact that that was the first time that they faced each other made it that much more special. So when you put it up on how we rate matches, that match has to be better than the end of their trilogy. It, to me, it comes down to this, and the the match of the year is the first match of their trilogy, which happened on April 1st, 2022, again, from Supercard of Honor. To me, it comes down to this. For sure that the double the double dog collar match, number two on our list, for sure it's the best dog collar match I've ever seen, but that's a list of, what, 10? You know, and we had one on this list that was super high. It's probably the third best I've ever seen. This is not a thing they do very often. Briscoe's versus FTR one might be the best tag team match I've ever seen. Yeah. There's three of those on raw every week. Like, you know, this might be the best one that has ever happened in the, in the history of wrestling. Yep. It's up there. It's so this has to be number one, the match from Supercard of honor has to be among the very best professional wrestling matches that has ever happened. It's the best match in either of those two teams careers. And they've both had spectacular careers. And I do think it's, it's one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. I would rank it no lower than like three or five, like it, it, no lower than that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent, man. All right, man. So I think we did it, buddy. I think that's it. FTR rules the day. It is the Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood show featuring Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. Of course, they were awesome, too. I just mean there was much less of them on this list. But two five-star matches, nothing to sneeze at. They were absolute stars of this thing, too. And this was a lot of fun to do. I do it every year. I would be honored to do it some more. I would actually, I think the next gimmick might be going back to 1993 because that's 30 years ago. It's the first year that I was like kind of really starting to super understand rest. I remember watching Royal Rumble 93 and crying two times, two times. 
because Macho Man's an idiot and because Giant Gonzalez terrified me. He was a scary man and I cried. One last point about the number one match, the Supercard of Honor match. That was the Briscoe second match in in about what, 45 minutes? In that night, yeah, they, they like ran across town with their gear and went and just casually had one of the all-time greatest matches I've ever seen. And that's so, that's kind of funny. Sometimes you're loose. You know what I mean? Like you do one and then you're loose and then you get out there with the best dance partner you've ever had who yeah. compliments you more than you ever knew you could be complimented. And then you just go out there and you create magic, something truly special. That's do you exactly. remember their first match? It was on Impact, right? Yeah, it was on Impact. It was on Impact. I want to say that it was with the Motor City Machine Guns. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I think it was the fucking good brothers of all people. I think that's, what, no, I that's think what's coming right. ahead. I think yeah, you're right. right. Some, uh, I, I, I don't have... Yeah, I'm not going to look it up, but I think it was the good brother. Anyways, it was a fun oh. match. Um, but... The biz clears. Too sweet, me hootski. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. I actually kind of I, I kind of hate Don Gallows, but you know what? Now that I say that out loud, I kind of I kind of get him. I kind of understand him more. That is the theme of this podcast. Acceptance. You know? I, I, I now accept you. Doc Gallows. Uh, there's only one man I hate in wrestling, and that's Tyrus. Actually, you know what? Listening to the Kevin Nash podcast, Boris, Tyrus reached out to Kevin Nash and said some nice things, and I was actually like, "Well, you know what? Even this guy's a human being. Like, we're I should just just generally be more gentle, for Christ's sakes." You know? And for completionists' sake, the main event of the Multiverse of Wrestling, Impact Wrestling. April 1st was the Good Brothers versus the Briscoe Brothers. Amazing. There you go. So nailed that too, buddy. Briscoe's lost that twice that night. Wow. But yo, oh, but they made history in the process. And that's what professional wrestling is about. No one's gonna remember the losses. Who the fuck cares? Uh man. Oh, thank you very much for listening. I want to do this again. I think the next time we do a big light list like this is gonna be uh around the summertime. It's gonna be the top 93 of 1993. And from there. Just going to keep on compiling for next year. Well, you know, we always have a mid-year list. We are going to do 123 for 2023. And I think, though, the, the mid-year, the Canada Day list, let's just let's let's keep it at 23. And then the big one at Christmas, let's do 123. I don't want to blow my load too early this year, you know? <laughs> sure. All right. So that is the list. That's what you get here on BAM every single week. We talk sports. We talk wrestling. We talk entertainment. We just like to talk about whatever comes to mind, whatever's hot in the world, whatever is going on in the world of sports entertainment and sports entertainment uh keep it locked here on s enemy radio because you get one podcast that features wrestling chat each and every single day whether it be tuesday morning cooked whether it be nxt talk whether it be all elite weekly whether it be the smack daddies the rampage ramble uh, you know, and the flagship show, we've got you covered. And then we have other shows like our our uh, less uh, casual shows. You got Setting the Standard, which features Matt Grant's road to becoming a pro professional wrestler and him running through the obstacles of the Ontario independence scene. We also have AEWTF, which is the month-long look at AEW, not just their in-ring, but everything they do on the side, including vlogs, including specials, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we promise that a lot more is coming to you 
this year in 2023. Again, this show is for all of you. And, you know, thank you so much if you are a patron. And if you're not, $5 a month, patreon.com slash SNME radio. Absolutely. Appreciate all the feedback that we got for part one. Hope you enjoyed part two. Hope you stick around and check out more of these lists and more of the fun at Sunday night's main event radio daily shows. Boris, thank you so much, big homie, for your help. You are the glue, buddy. You are the glue that holds I'm the, thing together. I'm the something, my friend. He's Matt. I'm Boris. And just remember, stay tranquilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. I hope that you like what you listen to. And just remember, you can get that show and every other show that we produce if you are a patron. And to join, all you'd need to do is go to patreon.com slash Radio, and it costs you $5 every single month. We hope to see you there. And just remember, stay tranquilo.